This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. I feel like Jarrell's Messenger is like a better card than this card. Yep. No fucking way, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell's Messenger doesn't wipe my board. Yeah, right. Doesn't even I mean, wipe your ass. What, 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 how, is the, how is the Boros record wiping your board, man? <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Sorry, oh. Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. I fucking, I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously, because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's trading to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 116 of the A-Team podcast. This is KYT once again with Scotty Mack. Jay Boosh and Jonathan Medina. How's it going, fellas? Fucking sick. I think I'm here. <laughs> Jay? Yeah, I'm still here. I can hear everyone. What? Okay. okay. <laughs> what? what? You didn't say hey. You didn't say hey, man. I said how you were doing. <laughs> so, of course, Pro Tour Montreal is this weekend, and uh, Sky and I got to talk a lot about it in our last episode. Um, but. Uh, what has everyone been playing recently? That's well, what wait I a second. Is Pro Tour Montreal? Is Montreal? That, is that limited? Because <laughs> that's well, it's all you talked limited. about last episode. So it, I don't know. Is it, it limited or is it standard? I, I think it's par- it's partly limited. It's just people really want to dodge around the standard tech that they have, you know, even though there there probably is no tech. <laughs> oh, so like you get a guy to come on the show and say nothing? Okay. I <laughs> Well, he did talk about some of the existing archetypes, right, Scott? Yeah, absolutely, he did. Also, it wouldn't be the first time that we've done that, and it probably won't be the last. So sit down, buckle <laughs> up. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so yeah, what are, what are what are we playing? What's Scott playing? He's just, he's got the standard tech, right? The standard tech, hardly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I've been uh, trying to figure out what it is that I actually do want to play in standard. Um, I have been, I mean, for us to actually talk about what I want to play in Standard, it's what's good at Standard. Have we seen what Saito's been doing? Like, yep. can we just talk about this real quick? Because it's, it, like, you can't talk about Standard without talking about what Saito's been up to these last fucking week. Like, it's insane. So, for those of you that aren't on Twitter, and aren't on Facebook, and are otherwise, for some uh, godforsaken reason, found your way to this show without being involved in one of those two things, um, Tomohiro Saito, uh, you know, comes off his suspension for, you know, successful clock manipulation. 
That's uh, a way to put that. Well, yeah, you know, like uh, stalling. You know, so technically it was a it was a, a, a rules violation. Anyways, so he comes on, comes off his suspension. He was playing magic the whole time. He runs a store, right? So like that's the thing for him. And since he's not qualified for this pro tour, he decides, well, you know what? I love standard. I'm going to break it anyway. So if you're familiar with you know Saito's proclivities towards deck building, he's quite an accomplished uh, zoo style deck build. Okay, so like high efficiency, low casting cost creatures, aggressive builds, you know, that sort of thing. So he's come out with, you know, probably four or five different builds in the last week. All of them sort of like red green or Naya, you know, or like mono red splash green for Flint Hoof Boar, like, but all these evolutions on this concept that is so absurdly aggressive that like there are nut draws, we alluded it to, we alluded to it last cast, but like there are nut draws where you're like seven power of guys on turn two and it's like, what do you do, right? Like, like Supreme Verdict is not going to help you on four, son. Like, this is the thing, you know? And so I don't... It's just hilarious that I think that he's trolling the Pro Tour so badly by unleashing all of the <laughs> unreal aggro deck. Be like, here, guys, just play these. Because <laughs> it fucking... Like, it clubs the rest of the decks in the format like a baby seal right now. Like, it's terrible. So what so, is it for the listener? So, okay. Oh god, I'm gonna have to pull one up here. For the record, oh, he doesn't even want, know. I just, no, 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 no. I, I want to give you the precise numbers. I don't want to just say, oh, well, it's about this, it's this, and that. Yeah. Well, there's so, a core to the deck, though. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, so the core to the deck it mostly revolves around the use of two very prominent cards from uh, Gate Crash. One of which is the Burning Tree Emissary. Which, for the record, I brought up weeks ago. Yep. I called okay, it. For the record. Okay. For the record, I called that shit a long time ago, everybody. It's on the record. Yeah, it's on the record. <laughs> it's on the motherfucking Japanese J. Bush record. It's, record. it's not a coincidence that those share a letter or three. Yeah. So, so anyway, so it, it revolves around that card uh, as a four of. It revolves around Boros Reckoner as a four of. And more importantly, it revolves around Flint Hoof Boar. Uh, which is, you know, we all knew was going to get absurdly good when Stomping Grounds came into the format, but, you know, we all just kind of forgot about it until recently. <laughs> Sato cheerfully reminded us that that card exists. And that's a, if you have a mountain in play, it is a 3-2 haste creature for green one. Now, now just for, for the record, since we're putting stuff on the record here, Boros Reckoner is not the core of this deck. Correct. Because, like, Boros Reckoner isn't even in some builds. Like, his latest build, there's no Boros Reckoner. Oh, really? Which I is what I cool. also called when they showed this deck the first time. Boom! Boost! Boost, so, even. So, like, the core of the deck, if I had to if I had to name a core, it would be uh, the Emissary. Yeah. Geyer Stage. Yeah. And Domri. All of his versions of the deck have had those three cards in some numbers in it. Most of, most of the time, it's four Geyer Stage, four... Um, Emissary. Emissaries. And then the, the early version of the deck had four Domi Raids, and the latest one has three. And, like, the early version went for, like, low drops. Like, it had, like, Stormkirk Noble and, like, Rakdos Keckler. And then was, this one kind big, of, like... It was a mono-red deck. Like, it was designed to be a mono-red deck, and it had green for Domri, and it had green for um, uh, the Flint Hoof Like, otherwise, it was basically mono-red. 
and then the next evolutions that have come through are playing the one. Those are the ones that have like they've got like Rancor, they've got you know Gyre Sage, like the Naya one for example had the that was the one that first came out with had the Gyre Sage and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, carry on. So what is Gyre Sage again? Is that just the stupid evolve guy that also makes mana? Yeah. Yeah. What What is that thing even in the, the deck? Stupid for? evolve guy. There's got to be a reason that guy's in the deck, right? Well, he helps fuel yeah. right? What? Yeah, I guess I guess he's really good by fueling uh, like fast. Like this latest version has like five drops in it. Oh. And and because you have he's running the uh, strangle root guys. Yeah. So like like you're like uh, a dude and then strangle root guys. So then you can tap it. I think you could tap it for two mana. I haven't even really read this card. Does anyone know what this thing does? It just it taps- evolves. It taps for mana for each evolve on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you can tap it for like two or three mana, right? Yeah. I didn't realize that there was five drops in the latest version. Yeah, there's the uh Wolfier Silverheart. Oh shit. Yeah, and it also right. has that uh uh increasing amb- not increasing increasing savagery, which is funny with ju- with Gyre Sage because you can put the five counters on it. And then oh, that's, that's trash. Let's live in the dream. Even Saito told me that that was trash. <laughs> he did. He did. He said yes, that he was did. trash. He said, but I do it for fun. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, those, <laughs> those fun Japanese guys. The nihilist, uh, the, the nihilist that Brad Nelson piloted in a video was um, almost, it was it was a pretty tight Naya mid-range, but I mean, they're calling it aggro just, I think, based on the, uh, the Flint of War and stuff, but He's basically looking at a curve of uh, four Burning Tree Emissaries, four Flint of Fours. He's got four Gyre Sage. I didn't realize that that's a two-drop. The fact yeah, that yeah. the one-two is kind of rough. Like, if it were an 0-1-1, yeah, and it was fine. I'm not going to get into the tenets of Gyre Sage. Um, but then you're looking at cards like four Loxodon Smiter, four Boros Reckoner, four Restoration Angel, and four Thrag Tusk, along with four Domri Rad. The only actual non-land spell in the deck, or non-land card in the deck, what a fine! I said it right the first time. Is four Mizia mortars for removal, but like otherwise, you're just like boom, all big guys all day. I mean, if you're gonna try to play a mid range, right? Like Smiter is a pretty good way to go. <laughs> that deck sounds like garbage. It was a, Brad Nelson forward a daily fucking sleeping with this deck. Like <laughs> it is really. <laughs> just love how Jay laughed at that. <laughs> oh, Brad Nelson, you you crazy! But yeah, some recent lists which are like going so far as to play, you know, eighteen lands, playing a bunch of uh, um, auras and all that. Like volcanic strength is like next level teching now. Like it's 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 I don't know. The list at this point are just getting so inbred. But the point is, uh, for this whole thing about standard, is that you cannot deny that his earlier or the fastest incarnations of that red-green deck are fucking surf. Like, they are so powerful. You are able to goldfish kills, turn three, turn four, no problem. It's scary. Yeah. This latest one is interesting. It has the, uh, it has Arbor Elf, which I'm not sure I like, but it does have Arbor Elves and, uh, and Experiment One. But, I don't know. Yeah, this deck looks pretty pretty crazy. It's it's one of the decks that's got me wanting to even play standard, because right now I think standard is garbage. 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 But but this deck made me want to just kind of maybe pick up some cards and playing some spells. 
Yes. Yeah. His most recent one here, I've got it pulled up. Yes. Four Arborell, four Experiment One, four um, Strangaroo Guys, four Burning Tree Emissary, four Gyre Sage, four Gore Clan Rampager. I don't even know what that is. That's the four. It's your favorite thing there. Plus four, plus four. The four. Oh, the fucking the guy that should be a rare, but is a ridiculous bomb. <laughs> yeah. Bomb. He has blood rage. He's a he has blood rage. He's an unbeatable blood raging bomb. There's there's four Wolfish Silverhearts, three Domirad, and then the four the four uh, increasing savagery, and then Lance. I really need to play this deck because yep. I think his more focus like I've played around with his more focused aggro decks and those are really really fast and dangerous and this one just sort of slows it down a notch so yeah this one slows it down to go bigger and I think this is probably the right choice because like a lot of people whoa, probably whoa. be probably be on the the faster one and this one man I don't know how those fast ones beat like a big old giant wolf or super heart. And don't kid yourself, that experiment one's going to get out of control pretty quickly. Like, your Flint Hoof Fours are going to come down as three twos, right? So, like, that's going to trigger. Um, I mean, he triggers even off any of the fucking mana dorks. You chain any number of, like, Burning Tree Emissaries with that card, and it's going to get sick. Like, anyways. Yeah, yeah, it could it could get stupid. I'm trying to see if, like, Jun probably has an easier time against this version. So is, I is, is this the best deck in standard? I don't know if it's the best. I think it's one. It's attacking the meta from an ang- a certain angle. Like, and I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about because I really don't even know what other decks there are in standard. I think there's like a spirits deck and like probably still a bant deck. I have no idea. But I think the the, the reason why everyone's excited is because a deck like this was not like out there. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. so this type of deck also like. These are the decks that come out with the act. Like you don't see these until the deck text of the project, right? Like these are these typically are the decks like the this level of a deck brought by a team and fucking clean up at the project. Yeah, the, yeah. He's come out and said, you know what? I'm not playing, but I'm working on it anyway. Here, let me just spoil the fun for the rest of you. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. He, he is. Is he that is why everybody's like, got like a super magic boner for this guy? Yes, it's because he's basically oh. like take, like ripping the curtain back off the pro tour and being like, "Here, don't worry about it. Just play this deck. Uh, it's fine." Yeah, but if but if people don't even think it's the best deck, then but that's just it. Everybody's playing it, and and the fact that he's got it tuned such with such synergies, right? Like each one, they're so powerful. Like KYT was saying, that they yeah. they feel like a totally different level of deck, mm. right? Like every, everyone on on. Uh... The team and, and, and even Nina has, has called the emissary basically frog bite. You're you're like playing for free and and even the deck that John Stern uh, won with Atlantic City just recently and that you played. It's just like you play turn two invisible stalker, but they're playing like a bunch of two twos on the same turn. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? Spectral flight turn three while I'm bashing in for seven plus. So this so is seem this is that kills really lofty parallel, but like I have to draw it. You realize that this is just a smaller blood right elf, right? This is not right. a small book, oh. because you have to spend cards in your hand. Yeah, right, right. come on, right. come on. Let's not say <laughs> things that are clearly not true. <laughs> you guys realize that this emissary is as good as Jason Mindskull. It's I've... better than Jason Mindskull. All I'm saying is, this is as close to Blood Raid as we're going to So, like, what are the bad draws in this deck? Like, if you don't jizz on their face um, by turn three, what are you doing? Losing? 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I haven't played the deck, but it looks sick. I, I would assume that it's just got a lot of low casting cost stuff. I guess you yeah, yeah. have like a this, like a three. Well, three like, of the this deck is this the, like? Are you guys talking about the version that also has like things like Madcap skills and volcanic? Oh, that deck you have you have to play that. One. I'm going to. I'm fucking playing yes. that. In standard, I'll play that shit. Like even if my shitty draw is like experiment one and then untap fucking Madcap skills. Madcap skills. Wait, what are they gonna do? Like. Yeah, just take fucking four, bitch. Yeah, or like, or emissary evolve, and then madcap skill. Yeah. Jay, here, this is that deck. This is, is it, the mono red deck. Isn't but like so? This is not the same as Saito posted the other day. He posted a photo of a deck that was green and it's, red. It's exactly what's on there, but it's it's yeah. Green he's and posted. Red. He's posted a lot of green and red decks. Yeah, right, this. Right. Yeah, so, this is the one I've played around, and it's it's quite powerful. And, like, it, it's just splashing green for Flint of Four, Emissary, and Rancor, right? Rancor's important. So, like... But, but Emissary isn't even. Like, Emissary could be a red card. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, this card, it, this deck looks fucking retarded. It, it just... Emissary just gives you starts where you almost can't lose, but other than that, you're, yeah, like, you, other you know, than you're fine. Other than, like, a Terminus, right? Yeah, you're fine going with a Z-Lot, you're, you're fine going yeah. with a Mauler, Yeah, but too. why would you... He's All his decks that he's supposed to have Emissary. Like, that's one of the cards that has been a four of in every deck that he's yeah. posted. Yeah. So yeah. why would you cut that? Like, he's splashing green for it. Like, you probably don't want to cut that. Well, he's splashing green for that and the boar. Rancor. And the boar, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, so you need them. Yeah. yeah. I the imagine... Boar. Also, like, I imagine that, uh, like, the the the... Two drop that's a two two with first strike for red is not good enough. It's too slow. The Ash Shell it? No, the uh he's the green guy and then for red you can give him first strike. Oh yeah. It's like I champion remember. of the old ways or something. What the fuck? <laughs> champion of the old ways. Yeah, it's called like disciple what of is this? Disciple, <laughs> disciple of the fucking geezers. Acolyte, Wait, who, who is this guy? of the seniors. Like, Wait, what is he? What does he do again? He's a two-two for two, and then you can—he gets first strike for red. I don't even know what this is. This is like He's a, a fucking card. It's a gate crash card, you fucking moron. Well, strictly worse than, than the action. Strictly right? worse. <sighs> I gotta go take a piss uh, and cool off. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like pump it for red. It's like this guy already has first strike. Yeah, it seems like the worst. <laughs> Why does Jay bring in these like stupid cards in this deck that is obviously already better than that? <laughs> um, but the the deck feels really good. It's as uh, it's like the Boggles deck, but without the hex proof. So it's more full <laughs> to to a lot of uh, you know jam games with Jund, and if Jund has the spot removal, and it has to have the right one because volcanic strength can bring your guys outside of Searing Spear range, yeah. so you really need the, the, the actual uh, spot removal to get rid of the guy, and, and even Liliana, because you're dropping so many guys, can can definitely be too slow against this type of deck. Yeah. Now, you said the guys in your team are thinking about playing this, or, or they're testing with it, or what's the deal there? So, well, I've, I've gone out to dinner with several different people, so on Monday... I went out with uh, your chick, who's, who's working with his own crew. Um, I think he's working with Ari Lax, and maybe even Jackie Lee might be part of that TCG sla- player slash. Jackie Lee's of- working with um, 
or I'm confusing Panic. two teams. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm confusing those two teams. Yeah. Um, and and you know, there's there's a lot of talk of people actually giving these deck lists respect and testing them and making sure that they have good matchups against them. Uh, whether they're actually going to play them uh, is another story. Um, I know like the Twitter talk has gone. Like people have tested and felt like okay, maybe rolling Tembler is actually you know, for for example, in Jun has to be an option because of the existence of these decks. Mm-hmm. But then you're weaker against, let's say, the blue, right, red deck. Um, is Jund a thing right now? Like, I know there is that experiment Jund, which is kind of like this deck, but seems like less streamlined, right? Hmm, I haven't seen... Yeah, the experiment Jund list is just experiment one. Like, it's a, it's a lower curve aggro list. Yeah, it's a... So is there, like, a Jund, like, mid-range deck you're talking about with, like, Huntmaster and, like, Olivia or something? Um, I think the one I've been playing around with is like um, from my friend Eugene, who who top thirty two Atlantic City. So it's a fairly standard mid range type of gen, and I'm I'm thinking that's still in the metagame right now with Liliana, Huntmasters, Olivia, uh, that type of thing. Yeah. Does it have um, like Thrag Tusk and stuff? Yeah, Thrag Tusk and and I and Farseek, and I haven't played against Jun Agro, so I, I don't know how that deck feels uh, in comparison. Oh, man, this Jun deck sounds like it just gets rolled by this, this other deck. <laughs> this Jun mid-range deck. They're, like, far-seeking on turn two. And then you're just like... Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you're like... <laughs> oh, but, John, you, you gotta tell me, what, what went on between you and Nina about Boros Reckoner? Oh! Oh, uh, I haven't been talking about Magic Finance on Twitter, mainly because I'm trying to stock my store, and every time I say something, all these freaking speculators go and, like, buy everyone out, you know? And then I mm-hmm. can't, like, restock, so it's super annoying. Um, so I just don't say anything, right? So anyways, the talk of the town has been Boros Reckoner in Magic Finance, because, like, first it was, like, 350, and then it went up to 10, and then to 15, and, like, yesterday they were selling for, like, $30, right? But everybody knows that, you know, it's like, it's like common knowledge. So I said I was going to say something about Magic Finance, and she goes, don't say Boros Reckoner, because she's like, that's the obvious, like, stupid thing. Like, why would I be like, all right, I'm going to tell you guys something about Magic Finance. Boros Reckoner went up, like, duh, you know. <laughs> so, so that's why I was joking. I was joking when I said, oh, yeah, by the way, Boros Reckoner, ah, you know. But yeah, the Boros Reckoner is like stupid high right now. It's like in this crazy bubble. Um, but uh, but yeah, what I said was that Grove of the Burn Willows is really difficult to find, and that they're sold out at fifteen, but they're like selling on eBay for like between fifteen and twenty, and on TCG Player they're like twenty five. Okay, I thought you had a huge disagreement about like you had some prediction about Boros Reckoner. No, no, yeah, I know, I know that you thought like I said Boros Reckoner is going to be good and. Maybe Nina didn't say that, and then, like, yeah. You know? no. <laughs> and she's like, then she was talk tweeting to other people how it was never going to be as good. Well, not maybe, so, maybe good's not the word, as priced as Arkbound Ravager. So, what is, what is, can, can we just discuss what it actually does for me? It's, it's insane. It doesn't seem like it's insane. Every time I read it, I'm like, is this the right card? Moros Reckoner, right? You're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, three, three, so, four. Uh, okay, you can go. John. Okay, three, three, four, three uh, hybrid white red. So, okay. okay. So it's like white or red, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know what that means. So, so when it is dealt damage, yeah, you can also deal that damage to a creature or a player. Okay. Okay. So it makes a, and then and then you can pay a, a hybrid white red to give it first strike. Fucking insane. Is okay, it insane? So, that doesn't seem insane. Well, the thing that makes it insane is, first of all, you can't swing it with strike tester. Okay, so it, like, automatically blanks a strike tester. Okay. Okay, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, any aggro deck can't swing into it, because you automatically two for one. Them. Right. Like, if they swing with, like, a 3-3, three, three, you block their 3-3 three, three and kill their 2-2. Two, two. Right, right, right. Okay. Then there's, like, the casual appeal, because there's a bunch of cute things you can do with it. Have you heard, like, with the Boros charm and the, uh, Azorius charm, where you like make it indestructible or something, and, and then give it lifelink, and then give it lifelink, and then you shoot itself like a bunch of times. How do you give it lifelink? With uh, Azorius charm, you oh. can either use Azorius charm, or if you want to keep it all in like in white, red, you can use uh, near hearth poker. I see. So you're doing like a three card combo in standard. Well, yep. there's that, but that's not really what what's driving it is. Is that in these Naya decks because it's like. It stops like aggro from beating down, and then it has this other effect where you know you can also just sometimes combo for instant life. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just gonna go say that it's not in, in actually entirely casual that that particular combo. Yeah, yeah I know it's not. Yeah. I know it's not. Like the, no, I'm just telling Jay. Jay, like oh, okay. the like because uh, you will play these games that will. Um, maybe go a bit long and you're like Sphinx Revelation for a million and then you, you hit this position where you just go infinite and, and they can't they're a deck that just can't beat that and they there's, have to like there's also like the first buzz about the card happened because people were talking about using it with Blasphemous Act so like basically if you Blasphemous Act with it on the board then you 13 your opponent <laughs> so if you have two of them on but the you board you can do that with fucking Stuffy Doll yeah but this costs three mana oh and it's actually good. Like oh, that's actually, why it's good. You can actually battle with it. And that's the other thing is like there's like the casual appeal is like there's stuffy doll, like there's the other thing like Spire Mare or whatever that was like had a casual appeal. So like I think this card is just like first of all it's good and standard. Um I don't think it's like ridiculous, retarded, insane, but it's good and standard. Um the set just came out and so like there's high demand for it and then you know, there's also that casual appeal of people who want, you know. And then there's the hype, right? As soon as it starts going up, people are like, oh, man, should I buy mine now? Oh, man. Yes. I, you know, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Like, <laughs> Well, when Innistrad first came out, it's the same sort of thing, right? Like, you remember the rush that was on, like, Liliana's Snapcasters? Like, Liliana was $70. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you the same fucking idiot. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa, it was 70 Man. Yeah. Eighty um, minimum. <laughs> I think, like John mentioned, how like it's hard to attack into, but it's also hard to block as well because you just first strike. Like you, it, there's these board positions where you, even if you have a ton of guys and you're just attacking with one, it doesn't doesn't feel like a Boros Reckoner should be able to attack here. But you can have one guy attack, and then if they block, you can like wipe their entire board, which is that one guy. So. Um, <laughs> And there's that, and the fact that, um, like John mentioned, he, he's in a blue-white-red deck, and he's all also in these uh, aggro red decks or red-green decks. He's in, 
in these multiple type of decks. So, yeah, Naya decks, you know, yeah. And as far as I can tell, they're pretty much sold out almost everywhere on the island of Montreal at this point. So this is the card. And uh, I remember Dark Ascension where Huntmasters was sort, but it only got that much hype after the Pro Tour when, when people saw that it was actually being played. But now, like, Reckoner is, like, well, well before... Uh, the tournament has even begun. Silverhearts. So. Remember when Silverhearts were worth like a million dollars right before Honolulu? Right, or Barcelona, right. rather? Yeah, same thing. So, but I, I think this guy is the, the definitely the real deal. Well, he's good, but do you th- he's obviously not worth like $30. No, 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 no. He won't settle in with that anyway. There's no fucking way. Okay, yeah. like, if we look at like another $30 card, say Snapcaster Mage, this Which guy's, not even, this guy's yeah. not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, even well, close. He deflects damage, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I forgot. About it. It's like gaining life, and then like, and like you lose when you have zero life. So you obviously, this guy's like the best card ever printed. Oh man, I'm with Jay on this. This is not. This card doesn't excite me. It didn't excite. It didn't even excite me when it first came out. No. I I was like, yeah, this card's okay. Even like, when whatever. somebody when somebody opened it at the pre-release, I was still just like, okay, sweet, sweet. I'm gonna. I wasn't okay. like. Oh my God! Tomaharo Saiku's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say that. Like, I don't know the implications of like financially how it's gonna be, but uh, you guys will will change your mind. I think, you think it's, so? my... it's it's a pretty powerful card. I, I think you'll see it put to good use. Um, the other thing you gotta consider it, about it is is how hard it is to actually kill the damn thing. Uh, you know, without just like getting blown out. Um, there's huh. not a lot of cards like people are playing cards like Ultimate Price. Like you have you have to rely on cards like Azorius Charm. You know to why are kill people it. playing Ultimate Price? It's terrible. <laughs> not the <laughs> yeah. because it's it's a card that's being played in a lot of the Esper control lists as a spot removal card. They're using it obviously not by itself, but you know to help supplement the removal. Um, but like it it is seeing play right. So there's that. Um. You know, you, you can't kill it with uh like it's it's a three three, so you can't just burn it out with a two draw with a, a two cast cost spell. It it's you can't kill it with Demir Charm, you know. If you're in a deck that's Demir running that charm. Well I'm just I'm just going through removal. Like you basically are left with uh you're left with like slow removal like detention sphere or something that's gonna deal you damage anyway. So it's really hard to just remove him without paying some sort of fee in life or damage. Yeah, mm. yeah but like, is it uh, any like, is it any harder to remove him than like a, uh, you know, a Dreal like Thrag Tusk or a Dreal's Messenger? Well, I mean, Dreadbore is still a card. Like Jund has a lot less problem dealing with this, I think. Yeah, but even Dreadbore, like, I feel like Dreal's Messenger is like a better card than this card. Yep. No fucking way, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drill Messenger doesn't wipe my board. Yeah, right. Doesn't even I mean, wipe your ass. What, 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 how, is the, how is the Boros record wiping your board, man? What are you playing, like two tutus and then you get your board wiped? What a dumbass. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm playing emissaries. I'm playing two emissaries. Here. Oh, man. Your board was shitty to start with, bro. Yeah, and a fucking Drill Messenger wipes that board, too, by blocking and then coming back and shocking you and then blocking again. <laughs> While we're on the topic of, but it's like, but it's like every other turn, though. Right. 
This guy gets first strike. What? Yeah. The first strike, the first strike, yeah. The first strike stuff to fight through. And he's part of an infinite combo. Infinite <laughs> <laughs> combo. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad, but I, I just don't like... Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. And maybe it's because I haven't played with him, but I just don't see it as yeah. any better than, like, yeah. Jarrell's Messenger. Yeah. He's the boss. He seems like he's the manager. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a like a middle management kind of guy. Yeah, you know? like, like my burger, my burger had a hair in it. He's not like the store owners coming out to fucking talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that you know, he takes respect to the customer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Yo, man, just chill out, okay?" And he also has the power to throw me out, so he could like wipe my board either way. I can't, I can't disagree with you two when you guys aren't on the same page. It's, uh, <laughs> it's too beautiful. Too beautiful. Oh man! But you guys will change your mind. <laughs> So have you, have you played with Boros Reckoner then? Yes, yes, I've played, I've played with it and against it, and I just think it's just really annoying. <laughs> so You can't, uh, like, just day of judgment that crap off the board, man? Could. Okay, like, so, fine, do that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, because as badly as everyone's bagging on band control being, like, a terrible, dirtily do-nothing deck, and has been for a long time, if everybody's playing these you know, these types of aggro decks, the only way to fucking survive or to actually get anywhere with these decks is a turn three Supreme Verdict, right? Like, because these decks are, they, they are somewhat glass canady in the fact that they just fucking vomit all of their guys onto the table, mm-hmm. right? You clear their board and they're like top deck. So, like that, a turn three Supreme Verdict seems like it's pretty good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I don't know. I haven't figured out the standard thing. Because, like, what decks are there? There's this Jundman range. There's the Saito special. And then you were talking about, like, this Esper Spirits deck? Is that so, deck, like, is Esper Spirits? Well, I mean, it's interesting because it top aided the first Star City Games uh, event that Gatecrash was legal. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, it was interesting. There's a lot of things that it had going on for it. But, um, so I'm just going to pull it up here. I think this is actually it. I wish my internet worked so I can like look at yeah. the deck. So oh I can gosh. go through it. It's very similar to the list uh, from Honolulu, right? Except that we don't have uh, Phantasmal Image, which is actually a bit of a loss, but we do get cards like Ghost Dad and Resto Angel. So you're, you're looking at, well, I mean, they're all spirits, right? So you're like four so Drogs, 12 Captain, four Dungeon Geists, four Geist to St. Trap, three... How does this deck beat the red-green deck? Well, hold on. Three Ghost Dad, three Restoration Angels, but then you're looking at cards like, ten, and I'm not sure if the build is optimal here, but I mean, like, so here's the removal suite, right? Like, four Azorius Charm, three Blind Obediences in the main deck, two Devour Flesh, three Orzhov Charm, two Ultimate Price, and four Lingering Souls. So, I mean, like, this is the sort of deck where I think it, it wants to just, like, use removal early and then start, like, building the Spirit Army and using all of the life gain that's at your disposal through, you know, Azorius Charm, your team, get in for X, as well as it does also have Vault of the Archangel as an option. Um, the, the Ghost Dad Drain is probably not irrelevant. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if it's, if it's an optimal build. I would certainly like to see something running Intangible Virtues, I think, uh, especially if I'm going to try to go up against that red-green deck, because, like, turn two... Like, if I can get turn two uh, Intangible Virtue, turn three Lingering Souls, like, I, I'm probably not dead that turn, right? You can untap, go Lingering Souls again, 
you know, and something like and a removal spell, like it's probably not terrible. The ghost dad seems pretty good. I've been playing that guy in my EDH deck as a general. Yeah. And that guy is he's pretty good, man. Really I was to deal with, right? And I mean you get you get tricks with him with Resto Angel too. So like that's relevant, right? You can use Restoration Angel on cards like Dungeon Geist, right? Which is pretty sick. Draw Skull Captain give all your guys tax proof also. So like if if they weren't d- difficult enough to deal with then, right? Like a ghost dad becomes unkillable. Um, you know it, that that's pretty sweet. And the fact is, de- is Deathmark in standard right now? Mm, I don't no. think so. No, but I mean you also can cast all off cavern, which is like really sick. So I don't know if if I like I'm not in love with a lot of the some of the card choices here, but I haven't played enough to be able to like, make any educated changes yet, so I was just wondering, like, I was going to throw it together because a lot of these, I just don't want to be playing Esper Control right now, I think, especially with all these red-green decks coming out because I'm just, you just get fucking slaughtered, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> only decks that I'm seeing, like, you're seeing them on Moto, and the only Esper decks that are even, like, 3-1 or better are fucking, like, minimum six sweepers main deck. Like, so why is Cavern still so great, then, if there's, like, hardly any blue decks with counterspells, then who cares about Cavern still? It's just so Esper mana base got better anyway, but now you also have Cavernous Souls, which is just basically like a a fucking reflecting pool for you. You can play, you know, it, it makes it very easy to play, you know, Ghostad and and Geist and you know all the. Oh, I see. You're just talking about color fixing. Yeah, but I mean, like you also just can slam them with no work. That's all I'm saying, right? Like your guys basically have hexproof or get hexproof when you play the captain. And you did never have to worry about them being countered. Like your tempo is almost like unstoppable, you know. Like I said, I'm not 100% sure that it's that this build is optimal, but I really like. And I think I'm gonna try to mess around with it and see what I like, because I, I mean, I can see situations where you can stabilize, especially if you're running virtue. I mean, there's nothing for you to go like, okay, play all your red green guys. I'll play a bunch of spirits. You decide not to attack. If you do, you know who knows. So I just go, all right, so I'll, you know, race you, and I'll just turn my life, and I'll race you. You know, like, I'm just going to fly over you, damage you, and gain all the life for you to kill me. So, I don't know. Is there, like, a a Heartless Summoning deck yet? Not been actually played. Hmm. But, you know, could be one, certainly. That feels like an engine that's not being really abused right now. I can certainly appreciate a Revelation Angel underneath the heart of them. You know. this, this sounds like trash. It probably is. Probably. <laughs> I haven't played any standard on this mail. I'm sorry. I understand. <laughs> I heard that. Um, Arthur Halavis had a... Yeah, of course he did. Halalalalavis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're terrible. <laughs> uh, Jay, have you played any standard? Like, do you have a standard uh, deck you would play? Well, I have, I have the the enchantments, right? Um, enchantments. What do you mean? The 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 Bant deck. Oh, the Bant. The Boras. <laughs> Boras. Did that get anything new from Gatecrash? Uh, like lands, I want to say. Nothing, nothing awesome. <laughs> yeah, like put in Madcap skills. Yeah, like I wanted. Uh, I, I definitely wanted a splash for Madcap skills, and also there's um. <laughs> There's also uh, what's it called? Uh, Gift of the Orzov is a is a card that um, could go in there. I don't know if Gift of the Orzov is too slow. Whoa! I don't is know. That, if it, I don't know if it's maybe too slow. Broke it. 
But uh, <laughs> what does that do? What does it give to the orcs? Off? It gives it gives flying and lifelink and plus one plus one for hybrid black white hybrid black white one. Yeah. So for like for like going like turn two Geist, turn three Gift of the Orzov, that's pretty fucking rank. Wow. Do you like sideboard blind obedience? No. Hmm. I mean, you probably have to in terms of like this new red green deck that's coming out. That seems retarded. But I feel uh, like blind obedience is a sick card, man. Yeah, I feel like it is, but I feel like it's just too slow. Like, it doesn't do anything against the decks that you care about it. I don't think it's a card that you can just shoehorn into any deck and be like, yep, here's the solution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but this, this deck, this deck uh, has that thing that pumps you for all the enchantments you have. Oh, like, uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, the Bant, enchant- the Bant Auras deck doesn't have that, but I guess if you are playing Oh, you're that, not running that? You're not running the... No, the why would you play that? Track? That's fucking trash. You're not playing that at all the... You don't play that? Ethereal armor? No, yeah, but ethereal you don't... Armor? Oh, Ethereal Armor, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about that card that's like, they can't attack you unless they No, cave. why would you run that? That's trash. I was like, that's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> On the same page. <laughs> I was like, how could you not run Ethereal Armor? I thought, I thought this thing was like... But what I'm saying is that Blind Obedience is kind of like a hate card that also uh, does some damage incrementally and pumps your Ethereal Armor. I don't know, man. No, it, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> All, right. All right, I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just that because on turn two you don't want to be playing blind obedience, and if you're not playing it on turn two, then you're not playing it, right? Yeah. Turn two, you want to be playing things like Geist and fucking, you know, you're playing Jobin. You're not playing Jobins. You're playing, you know, you're playing some fucking Mementos. You're playing Robin. Yeah. It's like it's like you're trying to get me to play the Black Eyed Peas at my Super Bowl halftime show, and I'm like, man, I got Janet Jackson. I don't need the Black Eyed Peas. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I need a standard deck, man. I haven't played standard in months. You gotta play this red green deck. It's like all commons, and then Boros Reckoner, and you just don't play Boros Reckoner, and it's fine. The actual the latest version doesn't have Boros Reckoner. But the funny thing is, is all these uncommons, I'm sold out of them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Emissaries, I'm sold out. Flint Hook 4, somebody bought like 50 of them from me. I was like, that's <laughs> not cool. Like, now I can't build this deck. Oh, my God. I can imagine the guy making that order. Uh, 50 Flint Hook 4s, eh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he got me. He got me. Like, how um, much did that mean, cost him? Like, a dollar? <laughs> it cost him, like, uh, $25. Twenty-five dollars. No, no, no. They were they fifty cents. Yeah, they were retarded. John, don't you enjoy playing blue, white, red? Well, at one point you were playing it a lot. Um, yeah. And I think it's actually been um, Jay uh, Marcel, who you know, Jay. Yeah. He 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 has been saying how it's been. Um, I think I read some status message that he posted where he says it's. Been one of the better, better performing decks on Moto out, out of the like the recent the red the red green no the red white uh, like uh, blue white red flash oh yeah type of deck that style of deck has been performing really well uh, based on the uh, like Moto results recently so right. that's definitely a choice especially everyone's now just plugging in Boros Reckoner in it yeah yeah like I, I I did like that deck I like that deck but like it's very grindy. And, like, these days I'm so tired. Like, I, I work so much. Like, I don't want to sit there and, like, 
wait for the perfect moment to cast my restoration angel and like blow this idiot out. You know what I mean? Like it's just really grindy. Like oh, yeah. I'll play an auger and I'll you know draw this thing and I have to wait with my <laughs> unsummon until you do spin. Oh, unsummon, got you. No rancor for you, bitch. Yeah. Hit you for one. Go. You gotta you, know, you gotta oh, play the card. you gotta play either Bant or is it red green then because you just do everything on turn two or three and then win the game. Yeah, yeah that's why that's why this red green deck like attracted me because like Saito posted this picture it was like turn two and he had four of those he chained four emissaries together. Yeah. So he had like turn two he had four emissaries out and I was just like, yeah <sighs> like it's I like, do it's that. Just, it's just retarded. Yeah, even if you just like emissary flinthoof four untap like. That's awesome on turn two, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 And that's why I started playing Boggles. I mean, I'm just tired of yeah. this control bullshit. I just want to win the <laughs> match and get, get it over with. And uh, oh, But but there are versions. Um, so Alex has actually been playing around with this deck uh, that he won't, he won't be playing at the Pro Tour, but he, he's playing like a he, Tokusaito's deck. Saito might actually have posted a version, but like a Boros version with, with Boros Charm, that's pretty sweet as well. Um, that pretty much kills uh, as fast as his red-green deck. Mm-hmm. And so, so a lot of options. A lot of options in terms of hasty, t- turn 3-4 type kills decks out there for you uh, in this environment if you just want to like stomp this guy that's playing like a dirtily deck. What about the door to nothingness deck? That seems like it got better with this set because of the land. <laughs> you yeah, think that you're is, right. The only way to do that is to play fucking like full book of fogs. I think though, because otherwise you just die. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, the red black deck in back like when this door deck was thing was like its biggest enemy. Yeah. But um, what else did you get? Like, did you get anything from that? Because I know the breeding pools are huge. Uh. Uh, let's see, Skullcrack is bad for you, but nobody's playing Skullcrack. Like, Skullcrack turned into, like, a sideboard card, and, like, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, right? it's like the Trashola. Yeah, Trashola, Trashola. So, I guess, like, this, this deck is not good because you can't infinitely fog or something? Well, the other... Uh, Travis Wu built, like, a mono 7-drop deck, so if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not, I'm talking about the door deck. Is no, I, I understand. Mono 7-drop, the door deck? Uh, I think it's sort of his evolution of it, yeah. Oh, have you heard of this one with the unexpected results and four omniscience? Yeah. Yeah, that seems thick, man. Woo! Seems like fun. How does it work? I actually haven't heard about it. Oh, okay. So, like, it's basically the door deck, but you're running four omniscient and four unexpected results. So, like, you can, like, turn four or whatever. Um, I think even not turn three, right? Yeah, you can turn three unexpected results. Yeah. And then, like, boom, turn over an omniscient because you, like, reveal the top card. And if it's a permanent, it comes into play. And if it's a land, you, like, put it back in your hand or something. And then you just basically reveal an omniscience and then, like, door them. Or not door them, but cast your hand or whatever. Yeah. Instantly oh, wow. drop your hand. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I heard about well, that. I didn't get to see a deck There was actually... Did, that did really well at the most recent Destiny, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it did? Yeah. Man, where's my internet at? I want to see this deck. Um, let me pull it up for you. Yes. I'll look at it. That is so good to me. Yeah. All right. I don't want to. If I put it on my internet, then the the robots are going to come out to play. Yeah, we don't like that. 
so it was. It's gonna sound like a Kanye West song up here in a minute. A Kanye. Kanye. A Kanye <laughs> West song, yeah. You can't, you can't He's my fly. favorite rapper, Kanye West. <laughs> you can't, you can't get past James. Kanye. He's like a steel trap, man. So like, okay, it took, it took seventh place at the Star City Games Classic. In, uh, where was that? Timbuktu. Hold on. USA. It was Memphis. Memphis. So the deck is, yeah, this is basically your deck. This is exactly what you're looking at. Okay, so it's four Thrag Tusk, one Gristlebrand, one Garrick Primal Hunter, one Nick Bolt. You're 25 lands of varying varieties, season to taste, but you're at one Chromatic Lantern, one Door, two Detention Sphere, three Omniscience, one Enter the Infinite, Oh yeah. Four Far Seek, two Increasing Ambition, four Supreme Verdict, two Temporal Mastery, four Unexpected Results, and four Urban Evolution. Oh, that sounds sick. Sideboard is three Smiters, three Resto Angels, one Dispel, two Negate, one Revelation, one Garrick Primal Hunter, two Veraska the Unseen, and two Terminus. That sounds insane. Like, I'd love to tune that deck up. This certainly would be the way for you to go. If you've already been playing the door deck, like, this is a pretty easy evolution for you, I think. Yeah, then I'm just like, unexpected results. Oh, got there. Oh, I didn't get there. Okay, I lose. But then you also get to play Enter the Infinite. <laughs> I didn't get there, I lose. Okay, good game. <laughs> good game, bro. That, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and do you get to, like, unexpected results is only a permanent, right? All right, unexpected results. I think so, yeah, and then if it's a land, you get it back or something? Shuffle or your library. Just... So here, shuffle your library, then reveal the top card. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield and return unexpected results to its owner. This card is retarded good. Like, see, you could just you could cast these urban burgeonings or whatever they're. I know they're not called burgeoning, but yeah, urban, yeah. like, <laughs> evolutions. And then you can draw three cards and then, like, boom, put another land in play. Yeah, this seems sick, man. So this card currently is worth Shit, a dollar probably. on Star City. Yeah, it's a dollar. But, like, this deck sounds fun, right? I agree it sounds fun. I will. If you don't want to get smashed in the face. <laughs> if, if you can handle, you know, a game plan that is not going to get you smashed in the face, because I don't think this board is going to handle that plan. But if you build a sideboard to handle that, then I would 100% get behind that for you, sir. Maybe I just need to run, like, four, go the whole eight, the eight, uh, whatever, like, four, what's that stupid guy called? Centaur Healer and four Thrag Tusk. Like, out of the board? So you no, just main deck. Main deck, man. <laughs> like, dump all the walkers? Uh, I don't know. If you, you can't dump all your heavy casting cost spells. Cause or, like, you can get... <laughs> John's just gonna run really hot with unexpected results each time. <laughs> yeah, just run hot, man. Just get there. <laughs> and that would like troll the crap out of your opponent, right? They're like destroying you, and you're like, uh, unexpected results. Oh, omniscience. <laughs> I'll play urban evolution. Draw three cards. Oh, I'll just play this Gristle Brand and this Planeswalker. Oh, oh my gosh. So. Look at me go. Oh, by the way, I'm taking an extra turn. <laughs> that, that's how the door deck would work. Like, sometimes you would just drop omniscience, and then, like, you were losing. And then you're like, oh, Nickel Bullis, Gristlebrand, Angel Serenity. Go. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you forgot to activate your Nickel Bullis. Yeah, I know. 
Go. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I agree. This is pretty sweet if you flip over you know, something good. If it's a land, you're like, fuck. Not really. It's just a ramp spell at that point. But a four mana? Well, I mean, in this metagame. Well, no, because it returns to your hand, right? Yeah. If yeah, land, right, but that's your turn, I mean. Like, yeah, well. I, I mean, is it like really, though? Mana rapid. Like, is it really a turn in this deck, though? Yeah, because, like, next turn, you could just flip over something sweet. Who knows? You have it still in your hand. A million mana, right? Yeah, and a bunch of mana. I, I See, the problem here is, like, I would play this deck in a heart because Cincinnati is happening this weekend. Uh, Star City Games Cincinnati. But, like, it's $40 to play, man. What the fuck? Yeah, $40 to play in Star City, uh, you know, open. And I'm just like, man, when I was a ride race to get in free, so, like, it didn't matter. I will just play in the open and, like, scrub out, no big deal. But, like, not only do I lose money because I don't get to trade, but I also have to pay $40? Nah, I'm not going to do that. Fuck that shit. Yeah, man. Not to be cast as some unexpected results. I don't want to do this when my results are unexpected, you know? Yeah, you want expected <laughs> results. I want, ex- I want to expect to win if I'm paying $40. You, you know? want, like, tried and true scientific results. Make yeah. that card, wizard. <laughs> tried and true results. Yeah. When you cast this spell, go through your deck. Do some awesome shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Unexpected results. Yeah. yeah, that deck looks pretty sweet. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'm going to build it. That'll be my F&M deck. I think it's good. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, plus, plus it, it lets me run as many Shocklands as possible, so I'll just have a bunch of foil Shocklands. Nice. And then just, like, lose to the Droolies. It'll be great. The motherfucking Droolies. It's great because the Droolies, they call me a pro. Oh. They go, they go, they go oh, man, I beat Medina and he's a pro. I'm like, dude, I'm not a pro. Yeah, man, you're a pro. Like, you're 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 internet famous. I'm like, dude, I'm not a pro. I never played on the pro tour. I don't have any pro points. <laughs> How many so TCG player points you got? I got maybe zero. The, maybe I that's zero. what they think. They think you have TCG. No, man. But but in their eyes, I'm <laughs> a pro. You know. So, I guess it works, man. The Droolies. The Droolies unite. You know. The Droolies unite. <laughs> Still think it's funny that you're like affectionately dubbing them Droolies. Yeah, like oh, when you're like like when your grandma is like drooling and shit. <laughs> what? Right? You're like you don't you don't call grandma like an old bag. You just say like yeah, grandma's a little drooly. <laughs> oh man! All right, you insist. So we just unpacked the standard meta game. Yeah, we did. We really that was a good did. discussion. Yeah, now that's that's how you do standard right there. Matthias Hunt. <laughs> what the fuck? We're going to pay for that later. Oh, gosh. No, no, we like him, Scott. I, I, nobody I else likes him. Not even nobody else likes skis. him. What's he going to do? Take away my birthday? <laughs> Wait, birthday. take away my birthday? <laughs> That's such a ghetto thing to say. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you hear that in a rap song? Oh, man. No, my dad used to say that. That's funny. <laughs> That is some funny shit. What are you going to do? Take away my birthday? Oh, man. Oh. I'm like, yeah, the cops. He's like, what's he going to do? Take away my birthday? Try <laughs> <laughs> like, to rescue, though. Like, that I might happen. 
They might rob you of your birthday with your family. No, that's a present. It's <laughs> oh, a fucking gift, bitch. Yeah. They could murder you and rob you of future birthdays. <laughs> so Matthias Hunt is like Scott's homeboy? I'm sorry, Scott. No, actually, it's funny. We, um, Jesse brought him on eventually, initially, right? I'm, yeah, I know. And every, even on that episode, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he reached out to KYT and was like, yeah, so let's let's do it. Actually, I think he reached out to Jesse and then you, right? He was a, a writer for Jesse at a point in time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was, I don't know what that first deck he made were, it, like, it put him on the map. I remember Jesse was always rooting for him, like, in Pro Tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's, like, a bad player or a bad person or whatever, you know. Whatever. Matthias, you know. <laughs> no, no negative. I'm not saying anything negative. All I'm saying is that, you know, hey, you talked about Limited for, like, 45 minutes last episode, man. I wanted to blow my brains out, okay? <laughs> when we talked about standard or things I wanted to hear about, you didn't I wanted talk to about. blow my brains out. <laughs> oh, man. All I heard is bad cap skills this, and like, oh, someone's. Oh, that's, oh, that's all me. That's all yeah. me. All yeah, KJ. You need your bad cap skills, man. Hey, Jay's on, on team. Jay's on hey, the that's same the team. Did I, tell you guys, did I tell you guys about my friend Marenko, who, like, Almost quit Magic Limited this weekend. He was so raged so. because all he did was play against Madcap skills in every game he played. <laughs> Literally, that's yeah. all he did. I think you saw. I said this story already. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, isn't that fuck? He's just that's like, no, awesome. fuck this, fuck Madcap skills. Oh man, what do you mean I can't block? <laughs> you know, you're like turn one guy, and then he's like turn one guy, and you're like. Oh shit! And then you like draw. You're like, oh, madcap skills. Never mind. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's the only limited card I know. Now I know if I ever draft or anything, I'll be like, oh, madcap skills. I'm taking that <laughs> first pick. I don't even know what other cards are. I'm gonna be like, yep, first pick this one. This is the one they always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Medina, you need dudes for that card. I'll be like, no, 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 man. no. no. Kind of ghetto. Madcap skill. It's like it sounds like a pickup line that some guy would say. He's like, "Yo, girl, I got madcap skills." I got you know? madcap skills, yo. <laughs> I, saying, I think it was uh, was it Eric Klug that was like, "Does anyone else feel like it should have a Z on the end of it?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just be a picture of like Eminem, E minor. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> oh man. I want a card called Jobins. Jobins. <laughs> They're like zero zeros. They're like no, that's the noob like tokens. Are. They die. That's the noob tokens. The zero zeros. Zero the, zero Jobin, the zero zero Jobin noob tokens. Chicka <laughs> chicka. So I uh, I also built up some commander decks. Sweet. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Titties. Oh, I uh, I rebuilt so. I had a whole bunch of different ideas for a band commander deck, and I kind of like tried to squeeze them all together. You know how it works. And so my table was full of cards, and I realized that I was just like wrong. So 
I ended up like shaving a couple of the themes that I wanted to work on, and I just narrowed it down for the sake of uh, this one. And you'd be a little bit disappointed, but I kind of just made it like a, a bant, sort of like value guy, good stuff sort of list. And it's uh, it's pretty sweet. It's fun to play because you get to do like really dumb shit. And it's a lot of the like dumb standard stuff. It's like Restoration Angel, Tristani, uh, Dick Worm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he still sounds like a little kid when he says that. You know how a little kid cuss and they get to get away with it, you know? And they like <laughs> emphasize it like oh, they emphasize it more than everything else in the sentence. That's how uh, Scott says he's like, yeah, I got some restoration and dick worm, that <laughs> <laughs> penis worm, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's it's pretty sweet. I'm actually I'm actually impressed overall with how well it's turning out. And it, and I basically just like built a ramp component into it, so I wouldn't really have to worry about it. Like it kind of became very quickly one of those you know brain dead decks. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so pretty sweet. Like ramp, you have like Restoration Angel. Yeah. Dick Worm. Um. <laughs> let me hold on. Let me let me look here for a second. I'll, I'll go through some of the shit there. I'll pull it out. Yeah, I'll yeah. just pick out my Dick Worm. All right. <laughs> um, Dead Eye Navigator for the shenanigans. Tristan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. of Justice. Uh, I like Greater Good in here. Avenger. Uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Prime Speaker. Draining Welk. Edric for value. Oh, the best. Revelark and, uh, and, uh, Lance. I got like, uh, I got like Azorius Guild Mage in here too, because that card's absurd. Uh, Angel Serenity, the nice top deck, Sigarda. Minion Reflector for all of those awesome, uh, population shenanigans, and plus all my guys are value anyway. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And otherwise, just you like, have, like doubling season? So, okay. So, doubling season is currently not in this version of the build. So, here's. Ooh. Let me explain you why. Okay, so that was this was one way I was going to go with it. The other way I wanted to go with it was just make like make a deck that doesn't actually have sort of like a built-in win condition that's really relevant. So what I wanted to do is make it like a bunch of the clone effects, specifically things like stolen identity, right of replication, um, you know, all of these things that clone things but make tokens, and then couple it with a, like a populate strategy. Mm-hmm. In which case, then I would use cards like Doubling Season and so on and so forth. And then if I'm in Doubling Season Realm, then I also want, like, Planeswalkers. And so the, I would basically build it sort of like this dirtily do-all-of-the-shit-with-your-stuff deck. But I would also build in the Doubling Season Jace Architect of Thought Wheel of Sun and Moon combo, and that would be how I plan to win the game. Wait, Doubling Season? Oh, by casting Jace over and over again. Yeah, and playing every single spell out of all of my opponent's decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. That's sweet. So you didn't go with that round? Uh, no, no. I'm going to go with that next. Like, I built this for this weekend just to play with it, get a feel for some of the new cards, because I wanted to play with some of the sweet new cards that I haven't had a chance to play in Commander with, right? Uh-huh. Done that. So that's built. I'm going to play with it this weekend, see how it all plays out. And then when I come back, or, you know, shortly after I get tired of it, um, I'm going to build it that way as, like, a journal deck. And the Commander will be, like, Feldegriff. And I plan to play, like, these stupid other enabling cards as well, because, like, if I'm going to play a copy strategy, then I want to make sure my opponents can do stuff, right? So I want to play cards like Tempting Worm, which for those of you that are familiar with that, and I expect it's probably a high volume of you, it is a green one, uh, six six creature, or 5-5, five, five, like that, that when it's going to play, all of your opponents get hypergenesis. So they can play as many lands as they want. 
Yeah, in, in EDH, that's that's crazy talk. So you play this and all your opponents play all that stuff, and then what do you get? Fucked. <laughs> Wrath of Board, or more importantly, like, when I would play this card, it would be something like, okay, it sort of, like, feels like a group hug deck. Like, that's how I want to kind of build it. Politically, that's how I want to build it. Also, I'm going to run, uh, you know, dumb ways to keep myself alive, like with stuff like Dawn Charm, which is hilarious. Um, but more importantly, like... <laughs> Another one! You run Dawn Charm in your EDH deck? If I for a fog effect, I would run Dawn Charm. Oh my gosh, this kid freaking blew me out with that the other day. I was like... I had that the the combo, uh, Sanguine Bond and Exquisite Blood in play, but, like, I had no way to inflict damage, okay? Except I had one of those, um, one of those freaking, uh, the little stones that you can activate and hit people with, uh, what are they called? Those little, uh, they make two colors, and they're out of Gate Crash and out of, uh, this new set. Uh, Gate Crash and, and the one before it. Yeah, I had the black-white key rune, so it has lifelink, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, sweet, I'll just activate this guy and swing into someone. Okay? So I did that, and the kid, he had that, uh, that stupid uh, equipment that you unattach it, and then you go search your deck for, like, a white or a blue, a white or a red instant. Stunforger. Stunforger. He had Stunforger, so I, like, activate, like, I go and hit someone, and then he's like, oh, wait a second, unequip Stunforger. And he goes and gets Dawn Charm. What does that even do? It prevents combat damage. That's it? Yeah. It does three things. It's a charm. It has moats. I don't know what else it does. I was going to say, like, it sounds pretty bad for a charm. Okay, what does it do? John Charm is white one, inner chaos. And your options are, number one, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Or regenerate target creature. Or counter target spell that targets you. So, in Commander, that's blowout card. Like, if, if you're looking for any one of those effects in your deck, the other two are so good bonuses. Like, countering a spell that targets you is sick, you know, because it doesn't have to just target you. So, like, if somebody casts something that's like, you know, do something, like, like somebody's targets, like, bribery, yeah, Don Charm, you know, or if somebody's target steals something from each, you know, from X number of target opponents, yep, no, counter that too. It's pretty sweet. This mon, you know, somebody goes monster comet storm blows you out and all of your guys. Don Charm. No, sweet. this sounds this sounds kind of Don Charm is not getting any listeners. Don't listen to this, okay? This kid is playing Don Charm. Freaking blew, blew me out, okay? I couldn't yeah. deal damage, so then I have my combo online and I have to pass the turn. Don't play and it. Blow John out. Don't play it. It blew me out in a situational situation. And then, like, I would have killed him next turn, but the guy with, like, a hundred giant Adiphage tokens, like, Giant Adiphage! Yeah, literally, he had, like, a hundred giant Adiphage tokens. He's going to kill the kid who Don Charmed me, right? And then the kid with the Sunforger again goes and gets Master Warcraft. Is that what it's called? Have you heard of this? Yeah, where, like, you get to choose who blocks and shit. You get to choose who attacks and who blocks. Yeah. So he goes and gets that stupid thing with a stupid whatever Sunforger gets, and then he makes all his Adiphage tokens attack me and kill me. Yep. Now, like, <laughs> I should make sure that you heard me, because you may not have with all of our internet connectivity, but I did say that if you're 
any one of those three effects on Dawn Charm, it's like a definite tech because the rest of the abilities make it insane. That's what I was getting. Anyways, that's awesome. I'm sorry you got blown up, John. Liar. I was so pissed off. Oh, man. I couldn't believe it. Dawn Charm. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe that shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, anyways, I built a, uh, I built a OBSDAT ob- uh, EDH deck. <laughs> Obstat uh, or whatever Ghostat. I built a Ghostat EDH deck, and um, that's actually a pretty good general in EDH because he doesn't die to all these board wipes, and then he always pings someone. The only problem is, is the guy that you're pinging gets pissed off, right? Because you're just like to you, I'll get to you, to you, and then you can't like ping like you can't spread it around or it does nothing. Yeah, right? yeah. So you have to like get one guy all the time. And so I try to build this deck with, like, tokens. I try to build a black-white, like, EDH token deck. But I also was like, eh, I should have a combo in there, like, Fanglin Bond in the game. Or I should also have this other combo with Revelark, right? But the Revelark combo is just too convoluted for this deck. Like, I ended up having to take the whole thing out because it's, like, seven cards. And it's, like, freaking... It doesn't do anything. So I have all this token enabler stuff. And then, I like, I have a Revelark and a Karmic Guide in my hand. And I'm just like, this is stupid. I should be making tokens, not, like, having these stupid five drops. So I ended up cutting those guys. Because I, I had the Scott Syndrome, where I want to do, like, 100 things in my EDH deck at once. But I just can't do it. You've got to trip the fat, bro. It's terrible. Sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is terrible, because you want to do all these cool things, you know? But you just can't. And I'm also learning how awesome Jedi Navigator is. And EDH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, like all sorts of ways that that is not fair in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Basically. I didn't even, I didn't even know this. Like I didn't even know this until now when I started building decks and I'm like even in my mono blue deck I didn't have a dead eye navigator. But I have like I have stuff like Sower of Temptation, I have like uh, Drain Welk, I have all this stuff that Benser that can take like total advantage of a dead eye navigator. That so, yeah, I'm going to add a Gilded Lotus and a Deceiver Exarch and a Deadeye Navigator to my mono blue so that I can have infinite mana. Nice. You know, you could just do that with, like, Great Whale or Palantron, right? Yeah, but, like, I only have one Palantron. This is going to sound stupid. <laughs> I only have one Palantron. Like, even in all my store stock and everything, I only have one freaking Palantron, and that's in my, my the Ganja deck right now. So, uh, so yeah, Palantrons, you know, they're hard to come by around here, man. I got to... I gotta, I gotta ration it, you know. I gotta ration Great the card. Great whale is also doable. Great whale also works. Yeah, it's just it costs more. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't return to your hand. But if you're gonna use, um, uh, dead eye navigator, then that'll still work because you can just like tap two to blink it when it comes to play it on tap seven lands. Oh wow! But I need something to double the mana, right? I need like, uh, like a. Cost you two. To blink him with Deadeye Navigator, and when he comes into play, you untap seven lands. Oh, yeah, yeah, because then Holy shit, John. Oh, five extra, yeah. Yeah! I wonder if I have Great Whales on the website. I don't know, man. Oh, man, I definitely have Great Whales then, because some dude sold me his whole collection, he had a bunch of those gears. <laughs> in yeah. So there you go. Sweet. What uh, EDH deck do you play, KYT? Whatever I can... Oh. Whatever he gives me, because I don't own shit. Shit. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. 
really interesting and refreshing for me to sit here and, and listen to you, you know, find all of these amazing EDH cards, combos, and staples. Because, I mean, like, Jay and I have been playing Commander for fucking ever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to sound like a Commander hipster or nothing. No. But, uh, you know, <laughs> to listen to the joy in your voice finding these obscure cards, because it takes me back to, you know, truthfully, I probably wouldn't have built another Commander deck for this weekend, except for the fact that you had so much fun playing it, you made me want to do it. Oh, so, man, I'm going to play Commander all weekend at Star City Cincinnati, man. I'm not bagging on you. It, it, I'm legitimately pleased that you have this joy, because it's, it's infectious. It's good. That's awesome. You realize I used to play Commander, like, years ago, right? Yeah, I understand that. But, like, obviously, you've just been out of it, or you weren't playing the same commander that we were playing if these are cards that you're missing well yeah I've, I've been out of it for like i haven't played commander in like at least a couple of years like i made that zombie deck so i made the like in my interim my break my commander break i made the zombie deck so i focused like 100 percent on zombies i didn't think about any other cards so i have this i have the commander zombie deck but like other than that i didn't really play commander for like a couple of years so now when I'm coming back, all of these things, like Dead Eye Navigator wasn't even around. I mean, Palancron was a thing back then, but I was always like, eh, who cares about Palancron, you know? But Vorinclex, Palancron, that's a new thing, because Vorinclex wasn't around when I was, you know, when I stopped playing uh, EDH. Yeah. I also looked at my old Ural deck, because I, uh, that guy, remember Robbie? Remember, uh, you know, 99 Problems? That guy, he used to have that blog, and he's like, MTG oh. Color Pie? Right, yeah. So, yeah, remember that guy? So he posted. Remember one that guy. Remember that guy. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Robbie. Um, <laughs> oh man! No, but like in 2009, he posted one of my my Euro EDH deck, which was all pimped out, right? So I'm looking at it now with fresh eyes, and like this deck is the worst, man. I used to crush people with this deck, but I'm looking at it and it's like doesn't have a lot of synergies. Like, like I have like Oblivion Stone, but it's like an enchantment based deck, right? So like, why would I want an Oblivion Stone in a deck where I'm playing a bunch of enchantments? <laughs> like that sounds like the worst because I had to blow all my enchantments up. If you had replenished, probably. I did have replenished, but still, like I don't want to be blowing my enchantments up. I'll let them blow them up and then I'll replenish them. That's fair. So. So yeah, I, like I had all kinds of stuff in there that I'm just kind of like, eh, this this Euro deck kind of sucks. So I'm I'm rebuilding it. I'm uh, like I haven't put it together, but I'll taper. I'm rebuilding it. You know. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Anyways, I could talk all night about Commander. I won't do that because people are gonna be listening to this episode like I was listening to the Matthias Hunt episode, saying, "Oh man, Commander for 40 minutes. I want to blow my brains out." <laughs> so I'll stop. <laughs> So there's, oh, so Saturday, there's a Star City Games Invitational Qualifier. Really? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go to. A guy, I know a guy that won one, and he's super cheater and is under investigation for the DCI right now. <laughs> so, I mean, at least I can just show up and cheat a bunch, and then, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> right, so what deck do I play? I play this red-green monstrosity? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You, do I think you do, right? Yeah, you, I think you, you just get all up in their shit. You get in there. You just get all up in their oh, shit. Which version do you play, though? Sorry. Hoy? Which version do you Hoy. play? Hoy. I think you play the streamline. No, no, I think you play the... Hmm. See? 
Yeah. You play this version. The latest version, I think. You gotta play the version that is, is like, the the best version that just absolutely kills someone, but also uh, can, like, bounce back from, like, the dirtle. Dude, you're saying the 10? Yeah, you're saying the I 10 Aura think, version. No yeah, way. I don't think, I don't think this You don't think it's the 10 Aura version? I, th- I, I, I want you to play that version. I want you to play the Me Silver too. version. I think <laughs> yeah. I think it's the Silver version. I don't know, really. I think you need to test them both and figure it out, honestly. And I, Come on, you're just gonna smash face either way. So why not smash face with like ten auras? Why not be the face smasher? <laughs> I'm like the madcap skiller. I could be the I could be the the guy with all of the skills under my madcap. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I could be the mad hatter, the mad capper, the mad cap. That's a sick rhyme. Somebody use that. Somebody get Spruik on the phone. <laughs> Spruik. Spruik, where you at? I wonder if he's online. We should just get him in here and be like, yo, we need you to make a rap yeah. immediately. <laughs> so freestyle it so I can record it to my iPhone and then play it while I'm at the tournament every time I play a Madcap skill. <laughs> Haven't you ever wanted to do that? Like have a real soundtrack to your life? Yep. Like somebody like follow you around. Bus, like, riding on the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be sick. Like people are playing music as you're doing things, you know? Like when you destroy someone, or like when you're gonna go into like the final match, or playing like Final Countdown or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, That'd be sick. Like you're walking in, and then like all of a sudden the music starts, and you're just like, yeah. Oh, man, things I wish I had. Kyle, get on that Final Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to play the tenor or are you going to play the, the I don't know I need to play the I want to play the one that is the best and also the one that could can um, do the mirror the best too yeah I wonder which one would that would be it's got to be the one with volcanic strength well right? yeah that's what I was thinking volcanic strength <laughs> madcap skill someone shows up of Naya you just like, turn one fucking experiment turn two fucking volcanic strength crush you I'm usually yeah. locked, but like I've actually played this format, so. Is it good? What do you yeah, think? it's good. I like this deck. He I said don't think about, it's the best deck. He said about this deck, uh, not so sure about the sideboard. Sideboard is bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. This deck looks pretty sweet. Like, you could, oh man, look at this. You could play the the emissary into the um, lightning mauler and then hit them for four on turn two. Yeah. Yep. Isn't that El Retardo? Yeah, That's you, gross, man. The lightning, literally, like, any version of the deck, two, at least two lightning maulers is probably correct. Because the, be, the capacity to net draw like that is absurd. Nina's man. been testing it as well. You hit him for four and then you, like, put oh. a volcanic strength or a madcap skill on? Just ask Nina yeah, for like, a Yeah, what do you do there? You just lose. <laughs> That's just ask Nina for a list, Jay. Okay, I should. But, like, she's terrible. She'll play Losey Cut. <laughs> she's, uh, she's getting better. <laughs> she's, uh, she's getting She's gonna in, hate in her, defense, in, in her defense, she's come up with some pretty sweet decks in the last little bit. Yeah. I yeah, don't I, know. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. I don't know if I can buy that either. I don't know if I'm buying what you're selling. You're not picking up the land now? No. I think, wait, I'm not going to talk smack, though, because like Nina writes 
articles for the website. <laughs> so, you need and to I'm, plug those articles in order to plug the, plug the list in order to plug the articles, right? Those articles are sweet. Uh, they get a lot of hits. So, Nina, keep doing what you're doing. You know, I, I give you mad props. Mad props. Remember, oh, I hate that stupid hashtag from today about magic rom-coms, by the way. Rom-coms? Fuck that? that shit. I missed that. It was like... You didn't miss much. It's just terrible. It's like, it's just, it's just more shitty magic puns from shitty magic players. Fucking What's shit. rom-com mean? Rom and comedy. Romantic comedy? No. Romantic comedy. Oh, romantic comedy. Roman comedy? <laughs> Roman. Like, 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 like top Roman? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I missed that. I missed the rom-com. You didn't miss much. Who was heading it up? Probably Ruben Bressler, huh? No, it was fucking... It was Robbie. Oh, man, it was my bro, Robbie? Yeah. How could you do me like that, Robbie? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, whatever with the rom-com. Yeah. I just fucking hate that shit. Too much magic punnery? Yeah, like, it's just such a fucking useless waste of my fucking time. But it's really pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's very punny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but why do you read them? Why don't you? Just you can't. Read them? You can't not read them. They're just on my feed, right? Is what I'm saying. Oh, I I don't know because I missed it. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, just they're just on my feed. Like, all of a sudden, there's just an hour's worth of tweets where everybody's just like, fucking, I don't know. Like, like give us an example. What was like, like my, what my somebody said instead of my best friend's wedding, they said like my something fiend's my hunter's wedding or something. Yeah. My uh, best King Hunter's wedding? Yep. Yeah, like, just the worst oh. shit. Like, the dumbest fucking shit ever. The thing is, magic players are not very good at this kind of stuff. They're not anyway. good at anything. Like, when you tell, ask a magic player to name a deck, they just, like, the most, like, uncreative, like, garbage. Like, name Saito's deck, Red Green Emissary. Like, what? Name it something cool, man. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, Jesse's been always pretty good at that. I mean, he did, oh, come, up, he did up. come up with Gristle Bros, after all. <laughs> That's Gristle Bros. Yeah, see, he's adding, like, time. this is the thing, using the name of cards, and then they name it, like, Gristle Bros. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me guess, there's Gristle Brands in your deck. No, and four Bros. <laughs> That's the stupidest name ever. Every time I read it and see him hashtag it, I just like laugh out loud. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like Millblade. Remember that? Oh, man. Fuck <laughs> Millblade. Oh they should name decks like awesome names. Yeah. Like, at least that's one thing Mike Forrest has right, right? Like, he names a deck Napster. Like, nobody knows what Napster does. There's no cards named Napster. <laughs> but it's a cool name, you know? I have Lightsaber. That's one of his favorite, Naya Lightsaber. That's pretty sweet. Uh, uh, that's okay. Not, it has Naya in it, which I'm not a big fan of. But, but, Jay, I can't believe you. I think Jesse has the names that make me laugh the most. <laughs> <laughs> such great hits such as Gristle Bros and <laughs> Bill Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Gristle Bros. Like, why don't you just call your deck, like, Lands and Creatures? <laughs> like... Cranchers. Spells and stuff. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck? 
Oh, man. Yeah. When he eventually puts out a deck that's just called Yu-Gi-Oh, I think I'm just going to stop listening. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Mon. Yu-Gi-Mon, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, pretty sweet stuff in store, I think, this weekend. It's going to be uh, lots of exciting decks to come, and we'll, uh, John will keep you in the loop as things break so that you won't get pantsed by uh, everyone coming to your site. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to... Uh, well, I won't be doing finance coverage. People asked me if I was going to do finance coverage for this Pro Tour, like, before. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to do that, because I'll be at Star City playing Commander. So, sorry, dudes. Uh, you, just, you know, make sure you've got a way to update your pricing on the fly, okay? Oh, I'll, I have my iPad with me. And I'll so update that. Do you, you actually have, have Boros huh? Reckoners? Do I have any? Yeah. No, no, man. Okay. No, like I had, I had a, I bought, I bought the Behoover out of him. He had nine on his website at like seventeen bucks, right? And uh, well, first, yeah, <laughs> first thing I did, well, man, I feel bad for that guy because I just keep going to his website, and it's like, it's like whatever's underpriced, I just buy it all. <laughs> I feel so bad because he's just like, oh man, I got legitimized again today. <laughs> I get this picture of like, damn that Medina again, <laughs> without missing a beat. Like every time a card goes up, I'm like, oh, does he have a site? Yep, I'm gonna buy all those. <laughs> didn't you, love didn't you legitimize SGT today though? Oh yeah, I bought all their Flint Flint fours or whatever. Nice. Yeah, but um, so like first I went to a local shop, right? And I told the local guy, uh, these guys got me under like probation. This is a new shop, and they don't really know about me, so they're they started to watch me, like, buy them out of stuff, and I don't think they like it. So, anyways, they're learning, though. They're learning, and I can I can respect that. I go in there, and I go, hey, I need Boros Reckoners. And they go, okay, we have some. And I go, I need 16, because they am at 12 bucks, right? And he's like, well, all I have is eight. And he pulls it off the shelf, and he shows me, like, all I have is eight. And, and then they even have a little card there that says, like, Boros Reckoner out of stock, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take all eight. And he's like, okay. So then he sells them to me, he checks the price, and then goes in the back and takes out more Boris Reckoners and sets them up front at seventeen ninety nine. right? This is when they were 17. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll let him keep those ones. I don't want to pay 17 on them, right? So, like, I go home, and I'm like, all right, well, I needed to sell these anyway. So I took his eight, I put them on the website, and I'm like, $15, right? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to make some money on these. So I put them on the website. I mainly just don't want to be out of stock of a card, so I don't mind like only making like two or three bucks. It's not a big deal. Um, but or in this well, case, seven. yeah, I guess it was seven. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> point point being, I don't. Anyways, point being is I bought these no cards. To the man behind the curtain. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I put them on a website for what I thought was like the right price, seventeen or fifteen or whatever, right? And then right. so I tweet and I'm like, yeah, come get Boros Reckoners in stock. Check it out. Yeah. And then, like, they sell, like, instantly. And I'm like, damn, that was awesome, man. Just made some money in, the, in like, a minute, you know? And then I go back and find out, like, my, my employee's like, dude, why did you sell these Boros Reckoners at 11 bucks? And I'm like, what? And so, like, yeah. So I got screwed because I sold them for 11 oh. Anyway. Yeah, it was a blowout. But whatever. Sold them for 11 And then I shipped <laughs> them to the guys who bought them. Yeah, I didn't keep them and say, no, guys, these went out. I paid more, blah, blah, No. I shipped them. So then I go to Behoover's site, and I'm like, well, I need more Boris Reckoners because I'm out because I just sold these at 11 like an idiot. And so I'm like, oh, he's got them for 17 And by this point, they're already 27 right? Yeah. So I'm just like, yep, I bought nine of them, right? And <laughs> as soon as I hit, like, buy, 
some kid calls me up. Not some kid. It's Taylor. You know Taylor Scott. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor just calls me up and he's like, dude, I need Boros Reckoners. Do you have any? I'm like, all I got is a set because I had oversold when I did an $11 one. Oh. I oversold by four. So I sold 12. I bought the Hoover's nine. So I had five, <laughs> I had five left and I told Taylor, okay, I got five. He's like, all right, I need four of them. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry to say this, but they're $30. And then Taylor's like, can you have them by Saturday? And I'm like, yep. And he's <laughs> oh, like, oh, really? Yep. He's like, done. $30 a piece. Holy fuck. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, did I just sell a place to Boros Reckoners for $120? Yep. So, like, I have one more Boros Reckoner, okay? And I'm like, all right, so I have one floating. So then I go to the card shop, and this guy's like, dude, do you have Boros Reckoners? I'm like, I have one, and there's $30. And he's like, all right, I'll think Sold. About it. He's like, I'll think <laughs> about it. So while he's thinking about it, I go around the card shop. They, they have one in the case for 20 I buy it. I'm like, all right, I want that Boros Reckoner. I bought that one. This kid's like, the kid who's, who's at the shop's like, oh, I have a Boros Reckoner. Do you want it? I'm like, yep. And he goes, okay, they're 25 on Star City. What are you going to give me on it? I'm like, I'll give you 25 in trade. And he's like, okay. So I take that one. So I have two now. And then this other kid's like, oh, you're giving 25 on Boros? I'm like, yep, 25 in trade. Took that one. So I take these three Boros Reckoners that I just picked up, went over to the kid who's thinking about it. And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm still thinking about it. And he's like, would you do a play set for 110? And I'm like, yup, threw the other three on the table. I'm like, there you go. You got one more coming. So I sold another playset for 110 that night. Uh, yeah, and I'm out of Boros Reckoner. I have no more left. So, man, those are just $30 bills. Oh, my gosh. That's just dirty, man. Thanks, Behoover, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Behoover. I love how it's been his official name. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, poor guy. Unreal. Trials and tribulations of a startup store owner, huh? Oh yeah. By the yeah. By the way, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on where I'm just getting destroyed by like people buying stuff and like it's just crazy, man. It's fun though. It's fun. And in uh, the eighteen listeners, I'll give you guys a shout out because you guys always ask me to do crazy things with your cards. And the latest one, did you guys see the tweet I put up? <laughs> yeah. Tell, okay. tell tell those of us that didn't though. That's okay. So one of the listeners of the eighteen. And, you know, confidentiality is important with Legia MTG, so I'm not going to say this person's name, okay? Um, but they know who they are. So they asked me to put Taste It on their, on their spell crumple, right? So put Taste It and sign it. And then they asked me to make their capsize a professional karaoke, karaoke club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I make a capsize into a professional karaoke club? Oh, man, that's cool. But it's awesome because it's like a ship. If you look at the picture of Capsize, it's like a huge <laughs> ship. And I'm like, oh, man, what if on this ship they're, like, partying and singing, like, you know, karaoke? So, like, I made the flag into, like, I made the flag say, like, professional karaoke club. <laughs> and I made all the guys, like, falling out of the ship. I made them singing. Yeah, so anyway. Um Important legit MTG business I'm taking care of. Important time. legit MTG business. <laughs> My employee's like busting his ass pulling orders. I'm over there with like Sharpies, like, yeah, dude, <laughs> karaoke club, man. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, working hard as usual. <laughs> That's good. I feel like I'm going right. to get more elaborate like requests now. You know what I mean? That's like origami. Yeah, they're going to be like, can you, like, draw, like, KYC? Oh, somebody asked me to 
to draw Medina reading the Bible to Jay Bush on one of his common uncommons. <laughs> and I would have done it, but I totally forgot, and then I sent them all out. And then he's like, dude, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get the picture of you reading the Bible to Jay Bush. And I'm like, oh, dang, I forgot. <laughs> so I owe you one, dude. Anyways. <laughs> um, Let's wrap this episode up. Yep. Sounds good. Shoutouts to Gristle Bros. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shoutouts? No. Uh, oh, anti-shoutouts. We're not doing shoutouts. Remember, Jay, put this guy in chat. Jesus Christ. What's Gristle what the fuck bro? is wrong with you? Somebody, somebody <laughs> asked me for a shoutout on Reddit, and I was like, he's like, man, I'm your biggest fan, and I love you, and you're the best, and like, I think you do, I deserve a shoutout. And I was like, yeah, you, you normally, I would give you a shoutout, except for that we haven't been doing shoutouts for a couple episodes, obviously. You don't know shit. <laughs> Chris tuckered that motherfucker, didn't you? You obviously don't know shit. Yeah. So, no shoutouts. Oh, come on. Not even for Crystal Bros? Not even come for on. Crystal Bros. Well, I'll no tell blade. you. No blade? I, I really hope that Team Canada does really well this yeah, in your own hometown, I would hope so, too. Or else you guys are going to look like a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, it's not cold enough for everyone to get upset, so that's also a thing. I want you guys to beat Brian Kibler so that he has zero game wins again. Yeah. Do it. And then he'll have to complain about being able to have to travel to Montreal and get zero game wins. Do it. To Montreal. Do it. Yeah, do it. Montreal. Do it. Take him down, Alex Haynes. By the way, Kibler, I love you. I'm not, you know, nothing but <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 that's funny. Okay, cool. Well, I guess if that's everything, we will see you all next week. Uh, don't forget to, if you haven't already at this point, check out all of the amazing coverage that will be sitting on manadeprive.com from the Pro Tour. And uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it secondhand as much as we enjoyed making it. So... Everyone have a great night, and we'll see you later. See you later, guys. Peace. Did Scott die? Scott did not die. Scott's right here. Oh, it sounded like all of a sudden you didn't, like you cut out there. You got really quiet. Talking because everyone else started talking. Oh, dicks. What they had to say was obviously more relevant than my endless nattering, so I just stopped. Oh, God, you guys are dicks. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're playing. <laughs>